0: I have this important announcement to make to our church members, and thank you if you're a guest. Before I make the announcement to them, I would like to welcome you. Uh, I assume we have quite a few guests here, first to see the the, the babies get dedicated, but also maybe to support your your friend or family member that's becoming a member of Solid Rock Church, which will happen uh, after the message. Um, But... Um, if you are someone who would like to, you know, find out more about what's going on here at Solid Rock Church, you can go to your, uh, to your app store uh, on your phone or your device, uh, regardless of which platform you have, and you can go to the, uh, go look up the church center, download that, uh, you will see that there is, uh, well, you'll have the key in Solid Rock Church, um, and once you do that, you'll be connected to us, and you'll be able to see some of the announcements and things that are going on here at solid rock church it'll also allow you to connect with us i think on our um, uh, live stream and on our website solidrockchurch.net there is a way to connect with us so that we can follow up with you and talk about next steps of whatever our relationship will be uh thereafter Um, but this is the announcement that i have for our church today we're going to finish romans (laughs) We've been in Romans for the last decade. I mean, so no, 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 not the last decade. We've been in Romans for a while. We've had a couple of different sermon series in between. Um, and so um, so we're just going to finish with Romans. Now, I'm not doing any review, not, none of that. We're just going to pick up. at Yeah, that's right. We're, that's right. Amen. See, people like, uh, we know, we know, we know, we know. Romans is right, right, right. Um, so we're just going to pick up at chapter 16. And we have verses 25 through 27, which read as follows from the Christian Standard Bible. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation about Jesus Christ. According to the revelation of the mystery kept silent for long ages, but now revealed and made known through the prophetic scriptures. According to the command of the eternal God to advance the obedience of faith among the Gentiles to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, to him be glory forever. Amen. It's very straightforward, but not so straightforward. All right? This is Paul ending... In worship of God, because of all of the theology that he's had from chapter 1, and Romans has been called like the most dense theological treatise in the Bible. But let me say this about theology. To me, good theology always leads to worship. It doesn't just lead to knowledge. It doesn't just lead to know-it-alls. It doesn't just lead to moral people, but it leads to worship of God. And so Paul, after having this dense theological treatise that he goes through, uh, a history of the gospel from the Jews to the Gentiles, seeing the glory of God. There have been times within within this book where he's had to stop and he's had to worship God like right where he is. And so here he has to end basically by saying to him. Who is able to strengthen you? Well, who is he? Well, you have to go to verse 27 to see who he is. He's the only wise God. To him be glory forever. That's basically what Paul is saying. To the only wise God be glory forever. But he says more than that. He says more than that. After we pray, we're going to look at some of that in more detail. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this day which you have made. And thank you for the ability and the privilege and the access to worship and praise your name. Thank you for showing us enough of who you are that we will be in awe of you. Father, where awe is lacking, I pray that you would please instill it. Lord, I pray that you do what only you can do. Only you can speak to people's hearts. Only you can cause your word to linger in people's minds. And so, Lord, we ask you that you would please do that. Would you please lift our gaze from wherever it is? to a more accurate view of you. And in doing so, would you instill an awe in us that worships you, that praises you, that enjoys you, that lives life with you, that reflects you in this world, and that looks forward to being in your presence in the next. Father, we ask you that I would decrease and that you would increase. We pray that you would please Leading, guide me through uh, that which I intend to say to that which I need to say, Lord. Um, I pray that you would allow us all to leave in the spirit of worship, in Jesus' name, Amen. So Paul is not satisfied with okay. In 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 the previous verses in the chapter, the first. 24 verses, Paul gives honor to whom honor is due as far as those who have labored with him in the gospel, right? He mentions people by name. He's very specific. He, he calls them, he labels them as, you know, co-workers, people who, <coughs> excuse me, stuck their necks out for him and things, for the gospel and things like that. But he cannot end the book without giving honor to whom it's ultimately due, which is God. And so he says to him. Now, since we said everything about everyone else, now that we've acknowledged everyone else, now that we've given them, given credit where credit is due, now since we've given honor to whom honor is due, this section starts with the word now. So after having done all of that now, we're going to focus our attention on one. And that one, as we said, is the only wise God. So we're going to talk about, to get through this passage, we're going to talk about who that is, who the only wise God is. We're going to talk about what the, 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 who he is and basically what he does. We've already made the case, hopefully. We don't need to belabor it, but we do want to emphasize it, especially in this day and age in which everyone is a theologian. Everyone is critiquing everyone else's interpretation, their application, what they believe, who they are. So everyone is a celebrity pastor on one level, right? Because everyone's scrutinizing, right? We have more access to to preachers than we've ever had because of social media, um, because of technology, um, because of YouTube. We have access. The access is there. We should be Bereans, and we should scrutinize. But our scrutiny doesn't always have to be public, right? Our scrutiny can be personal, right? We should, we should look for people who rightly divide the word of truth. And if they aren't, then we should, uh, we shouldn't keep listening to them, regardless of how good they sound, right? Because people can talk, but, 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 but that's not, everybody can talk, right? Everyone can talk, right? But it doesn't mean that just because something sounds good that it is good. And we're, we're going to talk a little bit about that, especially as it relates to people who stand in, the, in God's pulpit and, and, and speak, right? Um, but all of us do not have to. If I weren't behind here, I wouldn't probably be telling you unless we were in a conversation about doctrine. But I don't see it as my job to judge him, her, them, because of what they're saying about God, unless they're, except for within certain confines. Because God will, will straighten it all out. Amen. He will straighten it all out. Believe you me, he will. But we live in an age where people, everybody wants to be the expert. <laughs> and you know, I, 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 I have this thing with me that, that's, that's um, where I just know about myself that sometimes Having a little bit of information is worse than not having, than than having no information at all. That comes especially when it comes to directions. (laughs) Especially in an area that's changing, like DC is changing. So I went past Nationals Park like a few, maybe like last month or the month before. No, it was in last month, July. No, it was the beginning of this month. Yes. So I went by. Mind you, my, my wife used to work down in. in uh, this was years ago, but down, uh, down, off of South Capitol Street in that area. So Nats Park is not is off of South Capitol as well. So the hotel we were staying in. This is when uh, Pastor Kurt and I were on the retreat. Is right off of South Capitol. So I started driving back the way I know to go. Um, if you're familiar with like where Bowling Air Force Base is, where Berry Farms used to be, that area. So I'm driving from near the Capitol in that direction, coming towards Maryland. And I get to this space where I used to come like every morning. And I pass Nats Park, and then I see this bridge. Right. <laughs> this bridge that looks like it's from a whole nother city. And I'm like, am I lost? Like, wh- Like, where am I? Didn't I just come from? And it's like, it changed. In that instance, for me, and I tried to do it right quick, but I couldn't. I couldn't get my GPS on because I, so, I, I, I thought I knew where I was going, and I ended up knowing where I was going, but I got disoriented because so much had changed because I didn't have all of the information. I had like a little bit of information. Some of us, some of us, I'm not, not self-taught. I know I'm not talking about Solid Rock Church people, but some people have enough information that they think they know what's going on, and they really don't. Mm -hmm. They're confident, like me driving, and then they don't really know. Let us, uh, James tells us everyone should not strive to be teachers. But when people have this thing in their hand, they feel like they have the power. Right, and so so they so they feel like they're experts, even if they aren't. Right, and that is a dangerous thing. Because unless your theological views are coming out in the way that God ordains, there is a way that theology and 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 and, and information about God should come forth. Right, you remember uh, Peter and uh, Peter Peter and. Uh, James and John, excuse me, yes, thank you, where, where they, they want to bring down fire because people aren't receiving Jesus. And Jesus says, hey hey, 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 you don't even know what spirit you're of right now. That's not what you're supposed to be doing. That's not what I'm doing right now. Surely judgment is coming, but judgment is not coming right now. That's not what I'm about right now. I'm drawing people to me. I'm reconciling people. I'm not giving them the recompense yet. So let us watch how we embrace and digest theology. Because theology should lead to worship, and worship should flavor everything about how we talk about the Lord to other people. So we're talking about who? According to the passage, we're talking about the only wise God. Now, I just want I, I just want to say that. In talking about the only wise God, we should, we, we should we, let's, let's just remember, or let's just show you this. 1 Corinthians 8, verses 4 through 6. The only wise God is who we're talking about. But I want to show you something from this passage to kind of digest who God who we're talking about. Now, the context here is talking about um, eating food sacrificed to idols. And uh, basically, Paul is saying, like, hey, you know what? There's nothing wrong with eating food sacrificed to idols, though that was something that people were conscientious of. So he says in verse 4 about eating food sacrificed to idols, then we know that an idol is nothing in the world. And that there is no God but one. Okay, how many gods are there? One. one God. Okay, verse 5. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords. What does that mean? Yeah. So there's one God, but then in the next verse he says, For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, as there are many gods and many lords. So um, uh, what he's saying there is that there are deities, right? If we look at uh, uh, Ephesians 6, we see that, that we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, right? We see that there's like this whole um, organized, um, we'll just say demonic um, um, chain of command, right? Those demons can do things that we cannot do. Right. They, they, they can um, They may to some people even seem like they are gods. Right. If you go back to like pagan worship and all of that stuff, that people do certain things and things will happen. We cannot we should not deny that. I'm read the passage again. About food, sacrifice to idols, then we know that an idol is nothing in the world and that there is no God but one. For even if there are so-called gods, whether in heaven or on earth, um, as there are many gods and many lords, verse 6. Yet for us, there is one God, the Father. So for even though there are other deities that people pray to, we'll say things that have different powers than we, what human beings have and can be seen as being God-like. For us, there's one God. There's only one all-powerful God. There is only one. If you've ever, I don't know if people might not like the sci-fi reference here, but, but there's there, there used to be this old sci-fi movie called Highlander. And in Highlander, there could only be one, right? right? There could only be one, right? There is only one God, ultimately speaking, and that is our God. For us, yet for us, verse 6 says, there is one God, the Father, and all things things are from him. So he's the creator, the father of all things. And we exist for him. And there is one Lord, Jesus Christ. All things are through him and we exist through him. So even though there may be uh, uh, entities that seem like they're they're God-like, there's ultimately one God who's all-powerful and more wise than they. Well, this is what it says in 1 Corinthians 2, 7 through 9. And this is speaking about uh, about the the rulers of this age. The rulers of this age are those types of deities, right? The prince of the power of the air, Ephesians calls uh, the enemy, right? So in reference to those, this is what... um, Paul says in 1 Corinthians, related to the superior wisdom of our God over the other deities, if you would. On the contrary, verse 7 of the second chapter of 1 Corinthians, we speak God's hidden wisdom in a mystery. A wisdom God predestined before the ages for our glory. Verse 8, none of the rulers of this age knew this wisdom. Because if they had known it, they would not have crucified the Lord of glory. But as it is written, what no eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no human heart has conceived, God has prepared these things for those who love him. Notice, though, how God's wisdom outwitted the rulers of this age. Okay? That that's the point here is that God's wisdom is superior than theirs. So when we're talking about the only the, the 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 only wise God, we're saying that God's wisdom trumps the wisdom of any other so-called deity, as Paul refers to them in eight um, six, I think it is eight five, uh, so-called gods, right? So-called by 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 human beings because they're doing things that we think, oh, oh but that doesn't impress God. Right, because ultimately that will not stand. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess. If we remember when Jesus walked the earth, if people were demon-possessed and they came in contact with him, what would happen? They would fall. Please, right now, don't do they would, they would submit to him on the spot. Right? Because they know. They know. They already know. And they act like they know. That's what they do. But not only is his wisdom superior to the other so-called gods. I'm not trying to hurt anybody's feelings, but his wisdom is wiser than humans as well. First Corinthians 1 Corinthians 1:23 and 25 says, But we preach Christ a stumbling block to the Jews and foolishness to the Gentiles, yet to those who are called both Jews and Gentiles, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God because God's foolishness is wiser than human wisdom. And God's weakness is stronger than human strength. So the one who is to be glorified forever is the only wise God. There's more that could be said, but we definitely need to move on. The one that we're talking about who is the only wise God He is the one, we'll go back up to the beginning of our our text in Romans 16. Now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel, and then it goes on. But first of all, I would like to say this. Not only is God wise, but he's able. He's able. I I don't know what your past entails. I don't know what happened with you last night. I, I barely remember what happened with me. It was a busy day last yesterday. I, I kid you not. I, I, it was boom, 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 boom. It was so busy, I didn't even journal about it. I just thought about it. I was just like, man, wow, this happened. That happened man, that's good. All right, let me finish playing this Madden King right quick because that was my way of D, just coming down a little bit, right? It was, it was that kind of day. It, 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 and, it, and, and it comes with the territory, so I, 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 part of me loves it, right? But, but, but just, just, just to describe a little bit, just, just to bring you in, Part of our back to school blast included four people winning $250 checks to um, just offset the cost of going back to school. The first person I met here was a person who won. His brother's from the Congo. He was a refugee in Uganda for eight years. Um, he told me that since he had been in Uganda so long, the US was like, hey, if you've been in Uganda that long, we can you can come over to the U.S. So he and his family are, are recently here. I think he said he had four children. He didn't have transportation, so he walked here from. If you know where Parkview Gardens is, that's where he lives, which is near, like the uh, the, the Parkway. Um, so he walked here. I offered to give him a ride back home. He's like, no, he'll walk. And I was like, good brother, you don't want to get like me. Just go ahead and like take your <laughs> walk, right? Um. So so he did, but 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 I I, I, I wrote. Uh, When I gave him the check, the brother looked at the check, and he just broke down. And he didn't break down just because of the money. He broke down because he said, Jesus has always been faithful to him. He said, it's been hard. It was hard in Uganda, but he provided for us even back then. It was hard coming out of the Congo, but he provided for us. And like right now, he's providing for me right now. And he started worshiping the Lord right there. He made me enter in with him because it's like oh, you're not gonna worship, and I'm just gonna stand here. I'm gonna hey man, you're talking about Jesus right now, brother. I need to say hallelujah, thank you, Lord, you're faithful. I need to, I need to say that to him because Hey, man, my my life may not look like his. It may not be like his, but he's still been faithful to me. And because he's been faithful to me, I know he's able to continue to be faithful to me. So first of all, the God that we serve is not just only wise, but he's able, right? And if he's able for that brother in Uganda who has far less resources than we have, let's keep it real. Let's keep it 100. But the Lord made a way for him, not just to come over here, but then like at the right time. For this check to be given to him and for him to say, this is going to help me get things for school that my children didn't have. And they came to the back-to-school blast and got some supplies, right? And so thank God for that. But then, like, maybe within the hour, I encountered a member who got a bad report. And they just said a sentence to me, and then they started crying. And there was nothing I could do except to comfort. There were no words that were adequate. There was just my thought that, Lord, even though it wasn't these particular words, but right now, like I know God is able. The situation mentioned is a hard situation. It's not going to be rectified in the way that I don't know how it's going to be rectified. Let me say it this way, but it doesn't look like it's going to be rectified the way I want it to be rectified. But God is able. He's able to, after months of allowing another church to use our baptistry so that they could have baptism at their church, because we remember when we had to go to Reed Temple and use their baptistry or go use somebody's pool or baptism, we remember that, so we let somebody use our baptistry. And after months and months and months of our baptistry being gone, it's finally back. I've been missing you, baptistry. I've been missing you. Then there was the sermon prep. Continue the sermon prep. Then there was the, oh, baby, send the pictures for baby dedications. Then there was a send the pictures for members. And then there was the, oh, yeah, there's a wedding to perform. And then there was the. God, though, is able. Because when I got home, it wasn't like, I don't know if you've ever seen that, that, com- that commercial. It's a back-in-the-day joint where, like, this person's so tired. They put the hand right here. They put themselves up and like drag themselves and then fall back down and then pick themselves up. I didn't go home like that. I went home like Lord. I got to do so much for you. I got to represent you in ways that people probably only dream of. Like maybe one of those things, but like I, I got to participate with you. You strengthened me. Like I'm not exhausted right now. I'm sort of. In the, I do need to play Madden, but but I but. but <laughs> Do need to play a game of that right now, but as long as I win, I mean, if I lose, then I might need to pick myself up. But, but the Lord provided strength. Why? Because He's able, and hopefully because hopefully I wasn't trusting in my own strength, but was mindful that He's renewing strength. God is able. It doesn't always appear that he's able because we have the way we want things to work out in our mind. And, that, and, and his being able and his coming through for us looks like this. But sometimes his coming through the way he wants to looks like that. And we think because it doesn't look like that, that God hasn't done what he's supposed to do in our mind. But I, uh, let me just correct you. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to offend you. But but God doesn't exist to do what you want him to do. Amen. No, no, we exist for him. That's what the passage that we just read in 1 Corinthians 8 says. We exist for him, right? So, so he's the one who's given us life, right? We didn't give him life. He's given us life. But when life happens, it doesn't happen with a script that we get and we it doesn't happen like a novel right like that we've read it and we know how it's going to end no life happens and it unfolds and it unfolds with its with this things in which god comes through in ways that surprise us and ways in which it appears that god hasn't done anything to show that he's, that he's able But because we've seen God come through for us, because we've seen it in the past, we know that he will come through again. We know that he is able. We know what his capability is. And I love this. uh, and, And we've heard messages on this, but I just want to remind you of something. See, this isn't this. I don't have to tell you something new. I just want to reinforce what's true. And I want to do that from Scripture. So in Daniel chapter 3, everybody knows the story very well. This is uh, the three Hebrew boys before uh, Nebuchadnezzar, right? And so they're supposed to bow down before before the altar, the idol, excuse me, when they hear the music. So they don't bow down. So some people go and they tell Nebuchadnezzar, hey, these three dudes, they're not bowing down to your idol, to your statue when the music plays. Verse 14 says, Nebuchadnezzar asked them, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, is it true that you don't serve my gods or worship the golden statue I have set up? Now, if you are ready, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, drum, and every kind of music, fall down and worship the statue I made. But if you don't worship it, you will immediately be thrown into a furnace of blazing fire, and who is the God that can rescue you from my power? That's when you're supposed to say, Lord, thank you so much that they're challenging you right now. (laughs) They didn't stop making it about me and made it about you. Thank you so much. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, verse 16 Replied to the king Nebuchadnezzar, we don't need, <laughs> these brothers gangsta, we don't need to give you an answer to this question. If the God we serve exists, then he can rescue us from the furnace a blazing fire, and he can rescue us from the power of you, the king. But, oh, this is where some people just, they don't want this next verse right here, they don't want this next verse right here. But." If even if he does not rescue us, we want you as 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 king to know that we will not serve your gods or worship the gold statue you have set up. Why? Because they knew that God was able. So even though they had to go into the furnace, they weren't even scared. Remember, he was so mad, Nebuchadnezzar, that when they made the statement they made, he was like, man, nah, these brothers, they're going to learn today." Hey. Heat that joint up seven times more than what it is right now. And the dudes that threw them in, they burned up just throwing them in. And so they, they burned up. Mind you, just figure out, just, just think about how this had to be for Nebuchadnezzar. They burned up from throwing them in. Then he looks in the furnace and, like, there's four people walking around. And he's like, hey, how many people did we throw into the furnace? Wasn't it wasn't it three of them? Yes, my Lord, it was three. Why do I see a?" A fourth one with the three, they walking around, and the fourth one looks like the son of God. He has some good eyes because it was. <laughs> it was him. But what, 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 how is this even possible for God to show up and show out like this? What, what if Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego had not thought that God was able? What if they were like, you know what, man, ain't nobody trying to get burned up today. I don't really mean it in my heart, man. I'm just bow down, you know, do, 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 bow down. I hate Nebuchadnezzar, but I'm bowing down. But they were like, no. They understood. They knew that God was able. And whether he chose to deliver them or not in the way that they, they, they defined deliverance, it did not matter to them because they believed that God is able, my friends. We serve the same God yeah. that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego yeah. served. Nothing has changed about Him. The Bible lets us know even about Jesus Christ, His Son, that He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He is the same. He is all powerful. Now our definitions may look a little different. See, because we want, we want, we. He, he strengthens us according to the gospel, is what Paul said. Now we would like to be strengthened in. All manner of other ways. We want to be strengthened through our education. We want to be strengthened through money. We want to th- be strengthened through status. We want to be strengthened through our home. We want to be strengthened through the car we drive. We want to be strengthened in all these ways that are horizontally look like, hey, that person, whatever, you f- they got it going on right there. Look at that right there. But how many people know that you can have all of those things and still be so empty yeah. inside and still? just be so destined for, uh, f- for just failure, as God defines failure. That's why for us, for God's people, the main thing we need to be strengthened in is the gospel. And so that's what Paul says is that, that yes, God is able, he's able to strengthen you. If you came in here weak uh, this morning, that's okay. See, God's strength is made perfect in weakness is what the scripture tells us. And so we don't have to be strong all the time. Sometimes we have to be like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and be like, you know, we don't know what's going to happen right now. But we believe that God will see us through. We believe that God is not only able, but we believe that even if it doesn't look like what you think it should look like, he is going to bring me through. He's going to bring me out. And I'll be my, 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 my last will be better than my first because of him. See, the reason that we need the gospel is because we need to see ourselves how God sees us. We can have all of those horizontal things and not have God. And you know what that means? It really means you have nothing. And then if we have God and we don't have all of those things, it means we have everything. I wonder if we had the brother in here who got the check, if he were testifying right now. We asked him, hey, tell us, you know, if we just I mean, of course we would never do this, but, hey, man, just tell us about all your, just list out all of your possessions. I would imagine that his possessions are far less than what most of us have. And his status, right now, I do don't—I can't speak to his status, but I would imagine that even just by virtue of having lived in the United States for how long you have, having been born here, that, you know what, you probably have more status than, than he or are more aware of the things you have access to as a citizen than he knows of as a refugee. But he has Jesus. And he said that Jesus came through for him, and he said that Jesus has always provided, even in the difficulty. Some of us don't want difficulty, yeah. but I'm going to tell you this about difficulty. In his book, Transforming Grace, uh, Jerry Bridges tells a story that I love, so you may have heard it before, but there are enough new people here that I know everybody has it, so I'm just going to share it. There's this kind of, of, of caterpillar that turns into a specific it was a spe- he mentioned a specific species of caterpillar and, and moth and he talked about how the the moth when it's transforming excuse me the uh, caterpillar when it's transforming into a moth like the the struggle is just real hard for it to get out of its cocoon and so a human being would see the struggle and you know would have pity on the caterpillar as it's changing into the moth and so some people have freed the moth, who hasn't gone through the entire process, freed it from the cocoon prematurely. And in doing that, that what was meant for help was actually something that crippled yep. the moth. Because it's muscles that help it to fly, yep. needed to be developed through the difficulty and the struggle yep. of getting out of that cocoon. And some of us, we don't know God's plan for us, right? The process, we don't always know. We're not given a step A, hey, you do this. That, that doesn't happen. Just life comes and difficulties come and we have to struggle. We have to, like, learn how to pray through things, right? We have to learn how to have joy through difficulties, right? That's not just something that people just automatically do, right? That's not just, but, but difficulty will drive you to your knees, Difficulty will help you to see that, you know what, that which I was trusting in is not as important as I thought it was. And I still have joy. Wow, Lord, I do. Thank you. Yes, you learn that when difficulty comes, and it's only through going through those things that, you, that, that, that who you are in Christ, it manifests itself. The gospel, knowing that Jesus Christ took on death to bring life and gave us new life when we trust in him, that allows us to see ourselves in a way that helps us to embrace difficulty only may it be for the glory of God. See, the gospel, when we look at ourselves through the lens of the gospel, like it doesn't only tell us that God loves us. It doesn't only tell us that God is all powerful. It doesn't just tell us that that God has a plan for us. It doesn't just tell us those things Uh, About God, it also tells us about ourselves. In Romans chapter 8, listen to what it says and may it bless every soul in here. We know, Romans 8 verse 28, beginning in verse 28, we know that all things work together for the good of those who love God, who are called according to his purpose. For those he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son so that he would be the firstborn among many brothers and sisters. And those he predestined, he also called. And those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? If he who did not, he who even, he Excuse me, who did not even spare his own son, but gave him uh, for up for us all. How will he not also with him grant us everything who can bring an accusation against God's elect? God is the one who justifies who is the one who condemns. Christ is the one who died, but even more has been raised. He also is at the right hand of God and intercedes for us. Do you see what, what it's saying about you? Like Christ is interceding for you. He's for you. Uh, um, uh, yeah, I'll just continue reading. <laughs> um, 35. Thirty-five. Who can separate us from the love of Christ? Can affliction or distress or persecution or famine or nakedness or danger or sword? As it is written, because of you, we are being put to death all day long. Difficulty. We are counted as sheep to be slaughtered. Difficulty. Verse 37. No. No, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. Ah, somebody needs to hear that. Yes, it can seem like that's all you are, verse uh, 36, that you're just being conquered all the day long, that you're just counted as sheep for the slaughter. Yes, that may be what it seems, but from God's perspective, regardless of that, His verse 37. No, in all these things, despite that, you are more than a conqueror through him who loved us. Excuse me. Yes, amen. You are more than accomplished. Not in and of yourself, but according to the gospel through Jesus Christ, about Jesus Christ, right? Verse 38, for I am persuaded that neither death nor life, death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor any other created thing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. The gospel tells you about God, but it also tells you about you. You are counted in one way, but you're more than conquerors. Yeah, we may experience some of these things. Verse 35, affliction, distress, persecution, famine, nakedness, danger. We can't insulate ourselves from danger, but we can trust in the one who is able to overcome that danger. The one who is able to overcome the danger Is able. He's able to strengthen you. Will you receive what he's doing in your life? Will you trust the plan that God has for you? you don't know. We don't get Emmanuel manual saying, "Hey, this is the plan for you, Mike." It's like, "Oh yeah, Mary Karen." And in 1991, I have uh, this child in 1992 and 94. It. I don't. I didn't get that right. I, I I saw it right. It came to be, but I didn't. I didn't get that. I didn't get that. But what I do get is that God has been with me throughout it all. See, you don't get Emmanuel either, but hopefully what you can see is that the only wise God who is able to strengthen you, that he's been with you and he will continue to strengthen you. That he is able and that he strengthens and he strengthens you not according to the standards of humanity, but according to his own standards. and And what he uses is the gospel and the proclamation about Jesus. Now, time does not allow me to just unpack the according to the revelation of the mystery uh, kept silent for long ages, but now revealed and made known um, through the prophetic scriptures, according to the command of the eternal God to advance the obedience of faith among the Gentiles. I'll just say this. We already know we've seen in verse in chapter 11 of Romans that God's plan included the Gentiles and that most of us in here are Gentiles and that that. Came to be manifested because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, and so suffice it to say that this 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 revelation, especially coming from Paul, remember who was persecuting those who were preaching in the name in the name of Jesus, he his his eyes are open and he sees that man. You know what? God is allowing the Gentiles to come and be His people because what matters is not the biological stance of a person, but with what their heart position is to God. And it's not just their heart position. It's that Jesus Christ died on the cross for their sins so that God could accept what Jesus did on their behalf and not look at them as who they are apart from Jesus Christ. That is critical because twice Jesus is named in, this, in these few verses, these two verses, three verses. So now to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation about Jesus Christ, and then we'll skip down to 27, to the only wise God through Jesus Christ, to him be glory forever. So Jesus is the linchpin that unlocks the fact, the reality that the Gentiles can enter into relationship with God without being afraid. Despite anything we've done, despite who we are, where we come from, when Jesus comes on the scene and we accept Him, it's we are a new creation, as Second Corinthians 5:17 lets us know that if any man, any person, any human being believes in Jesus, that old things have passed away and all things have become new. See, that's that's what allows us, we just read in Romans 8, how if God did not spare his own son, how would he keep anything from us, right? We just, we read that. I'm paraphrasing it a bit, but, but that's what we read. So Jesus is the key for us. And so this ability to, to, to even give God glory, it would be impossible if it weren't for Jesus. Remember, even in the 1 Corinthians 8 passage that we read, it says there's one God, the Father, and then there's one Lord, Jesus Christ, right? Everything for us comes through Jesus. Without Jesus, there's no church, There's no solid rock church. There's no, the brother from, from Uganda, he's not, no, there's none of that. Without Jesus, we would all be, as one of my grandsons would say, crispy. We would all just be looking forward to hell. That's all we'd be looking forward to. Yep, yeah. Because the ultimate, the ultimate end, the ultimate issue is that before God, he wouldn't be able to accept us based on his own, his own rules. But Jesus came and flipped all of that around so that those who respond to God through Jesus Christ That God accepts them because they're in Jesus Christ. So our worship, our worship while while God is free to do whatever he wants to do. According to what the Bible says and what, what we know clearly, our worship, if it doesn't come through Jesus, is not even considered worship. Think about when Jesus talked with the Syrophoenician woman, the woman who... Where Jesus is like, she wants him to heal her daughter, and Jesus is like, "Hey, look, i I'm only come to the, I've only come to the uh, uh, lost sheep." And then I think he said something like, "You know what? Basically, like, I'm not here, I'm not here to like give the children's food to the dogs." And the woman, instead of getting offended, because she believes that Jesus is able, she says, "But even the dogs." They go under the table. They wait for the crumbs even. And Jesus is like, man, that type of faith, I need need to respond to that. And so he heals the woman's daughter. In the Jewish mind, and as 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 far as them reading their Bibles, those who aren't Jews are like the dogs. Yeah, that's what we were like to God's people because of what God said and how they were to interact with us. They could not come into your house. They could not have interaction with you. That's one of the reasons why the woman at the, at the well with Jesus, he's like, how do you, a Jewish man, speak to me, a Samaritan woman? Right? right? Because the Jews, it says, have no dealings with the Samaritans. Right? So as it, as it relates to God's perspective, as it relates to you know, him talking to Abraham, it's Abraham's seed that's gonna be blessed. Not just everybody. Jesus comes on the scene, the door is open for everybody. No longer seeing his dogs. No longer, remember Peter in Acts 10, he has a vision like three times. Like, Peter, rise up, slay, and eat. No, Lord, I've never eaten anything unclean. Right? Three, three times he has to have that. And that vision was only to help the brother just to go to some Gentile's house. He needed to get that three times and then for the spirit to say, there's some men at the door waiting for you. He goes down there and says, hey, we're from such and such's house. Such and such is a Gentile. And Peter's like, oh, I just had that vision. So the Lord must want me to go. And then what happens when he gets there? He starts talking about Jesus and then the Holy Spirit falls on them, right? And then Peter's like, when he goes to give a report, To the other Jews, he has to give a report because he knows they want to know why. Hey, what were you doing at his house? What were you doing in it? You went to a Gentile's house, man? What's wrong with you? He tells them everything that happens so that they know, like, this wasn't just my doing. God led me, and not only did he lead me, God broke through, and those people are now saved. And so that's when the doorway to the Gentiles, most of us in here, if not all, opened up so that we could come to to God through Jesus Christ. No one is coming, Jew, Gentile, or otherwise, if there's any, hopefully there's no otherwise. Um, Hopefully it's just only those two, um, Jews and Gentiles. Um, But no one is coming to God except through Jesus. And when we know that no one is coming to God except through Jesus, then we have to be grateful for what Jesus has done. We have to be thankful. We have our hearts should be filled with joy that God sent Jesus. God has always been around. Jesus uh, comes into manifestation as a human being when he does and he opens up the doorway for us to be able to give God glory forever and ever, amen. That's how we're able to glorify him because we come in the name of Jesus It's the way through which God has opened the door for us to come to himself, and so we bless God, not just because he's God, but we see things he's done, and particularly we see what he's done through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. And so I would just implore anyone who does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ, I would implore you to please, like, cast yourself on the mercy of God through him. There's nothing anyone can do to make up for any sins that you've ever committed, even if you haven't sinned um, in the the most egregious ways. Even if your sins are sins that other people would be like, man, you're just a good person. Well, God, who is perfect, our goodness, um, Isaiah says, all of our goodness is like filthy rags in God's sight, right? In God's sight, all of our goodness. It may not be like that to me when I look at you but to God who's perfect. See, I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. Your estimation is fine horizontally, but it's not fine vertically. No. Jesus Christ positions us so that if we cast ourselves on the mercy of God through him, that he will treat us as if we never sinned. As if we never sinned. If You came in here to see a baby dedication. You came in here to support someone who's becoming a member. Hey, I'm glad you're here. I am. I'm glad you're here. Thank you for being here. But it would be irresponsible to um, not present Jesus and to let you know the great invitation that he offers you, not just for right now, but for eternal life through him. And so this, and it's not very difficult. You don't have to a lot of people like to get themselves try to get themselves together before they come to the Lord there's no way you can do that there's no that's impossible but you can surrender yourself to Christ right now and you can say I'm willing I don't have the manual. we've mentioned that a few times we don't have the manual, but I'm willing to follow you where you take me I'm willing to trust you I'm willing to remember that you're able I'm willing to receive the strength that you that you provide because I know that your strength will be enough and so This morning, if you've not yet placed your faith in Jesus Christ, God's son, the only Lord of the only God, the one true God, all wise God. All that's necessary is to acknowledge that Jesus is Lord, that God raised him from the dead. And your commitment should be that, you know what, I'm just going to do what you tell me to do. However you instruct me, I'm going to follow you. And you learn those things by going to a church. So you do, should go to a Bible-believing, Bible-teaching ter- church so that you can learn what God's word has to say to you. So commit yourself to him. In your own words, acknowledge who he is, repent of your sins, you know, mention some things. All of us have stuff we know, like our pet sins, things we used to do on the regular or do on the regular. Confess those to him. Forsake those for him. And tell him that you're willing to follow him wherever he takes you. And then trust him for the process. That's what it means to follow Christ. So when we're talking about giving glory to God, remember that basically this passage is saying um, give glory to the only wise God forever and ever. Worship him. Use your life to worship him. That can only happen through Jesus. And thank God that he's given us Jesus to bring us to himself, to bring you and me to himself. Paul has to end this theological masterpiece with praise and worship of God because he understands the the chronology of what's unfolded to bring even him to the point where on the road to Damascus he encounters the risen Jesus and he submits to God's plan through Jesus for his life. He's told people how that's unfolded. He's told them where they stand with God, and no one stands before God without Jesus. And so we know that as the church. We embrace that. And therefore, we also ought to worship God for Jesus Christ as well. So what we're going to do in light of knowing what Jesus has done for us, we're going to take communion right now because we've talked about his sacrifice for us, the accomplishment, Um, and so we just want to go ahead and not belabor anything, but go ahead and take the wafer For just uh, trying to come out. Okay. Oh. The wafer represents the body of Christ, which was sacrificed for us. We're so grateful for that sacrifice. Let us take it and eat it in light of Christ's sacrifice to now. And the juice represents the blood of Jesus. Let us take it. Ever since Jesus died on the cross he's been as Acts says adding people to the church daily even during a pandemic the Lord has been adding to this church as well and so before we sing and worship of God we want to bring up those who have decided to members here at Solid Rock Church. Some, Not all of them are physically present, but we'll read the names of those who are not here as well. And if they've given us a picture, we'll show it. And if not, you just have to meet them. So Andrea and Edgar Andrickson are becoming members. They're not here. They're on vacation right now, but Katherine Ayala. When I call your name, when I call your name, if you're here, come up on the stage, please. Dylan Bradley. Hey, Sue's Durant. Jonathan Hopkins. Yeah. and Sharice Gilbert. Yeah. Hey, hey, y'all mind bringing the kids up? Yeah, bring the kids up. Yeah. Zoe and Caitlin Gordonis. See him, uh, and there's no picture but uh, Charles Gutierrez, (laughs) Javier Lazo, (laughs) Jose and Rebecca Polanco, (laughs) Alma and Adele no Selena Snotty, and Matt and Kanika Willis, who I do not see. so um before one praise before one praise I just want to I do this during weddings and I do this during this time Can i show you I want anybody's time right (laughs) but um we're looking forward to you using your gifts even more some of you have already been doing that Um, thank you for your encouragement and even seeing us as a place that's worthy of you being a part of us we're not perfect I know you already know you're not perfect too, but but we're not that, and uh, we want to just thank God for you. So I, I've asked um, Juan Cruz, who's a member of our leadership team, to uh, lead us in praying for you before we sing a couple of word, songs to close out. Uh, we thank God for you, so we wanted you to be part of the worship and something that we are glorifying the only wise God for. We thank God for each one of you and look forward to getting to know you more and serving him alongside you
1: thank you thank you church uh, would you mind standing up and if you can raise your your hand and lift your hands up we're going to pray to the lord heavenly father we thank you so much for each and every one that's standing here on the stage lord because um, as you say in your word many are our plans but you guide our steps and it's no coincidence that these individuals came through our doors uh, there are many churches in this county where everyone all of us could go lord but we are here we are here not just um, this morning but we are here as members saying that we want to be used by you we want to belong and love and exhort one another to love and good works as your work commands us forward. so I thank you for the decision that you've implanted in each and every one of our uh, brothers and sisters who are here because they it, although it came from them it also came from your spirit it came from you um, and Lord, we, we pray that uh, whatever seeds that are planted, that you will continue to make them grow. Whether, whatever um, plant, whatever things that are already in place, Lord, that you will continue to make them grow. Lord, we thank you for the privilege and the honor that it is also to impart uh, this responsibility on us, the members who are already here and been here for many months or weeks or years here at Solid Rock, that we would love and encourage one another. That we will love and encourage them to love and good works as well, Lord. So, God, thank you. Thank you for also our time together, the fact that we get to acknowledge this, Lord, because we, we get to clap not just for them, Lord, but we get to clap for you, Lord. We get to thank you because you're adding on to our numbers. But more important than just the Salab Rock Church is you're adding on to your kingdom. You're adding on people, laborers. Whether here or somewhere else, Lord, we'll continue to multiply and spread your words, spread your gospel, be used by you, be changed by you, God. And thank you that even as we are used by you, we are also changed. And So I pray that they, the, the new, our new members, Lord, will also be changed for being here in this church. Change to be more and more like you, Lord. So we thank you and we pray that you would continue to do this work in our midst. We ask you all these things in Jesus' name. Amen, amen, and amen. Let's worship.
0: to him who is able to strengthen you according to my gospel and the proclamation about Jesus according to the revelation of the mystery kept silent for long ages but now revealed and made known through the prophetic scriptures according to the command of the eternal God to advance the obedience of faith among all Gentiles to the only wise God through Jesus Christ to him Be glory forever. Amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, and have a wonderful week.